This is Healthcare's Missing Logic Podcast, episode number 133. Today, our special guest is Kathy DeFigurato. We talked to Kathy about her transformational journey through our boot camp as a healthcare leader and the impact it's had on her life. You will not want to miss this. Welcome back to Healthcare's Missing Logic Podcast. This is the only podcast that shows you how to leverage polarity intelligence, an essential competency for healthcare leaders, and the missing logic in healthcare, so you can create healthy healing organizations and become a thriving, resilient, and unstoppable healthcare leader. We are your hosts, Tracy Christofferson and Michelle Troset. We've been best friends and colleagues for over 30 years. And during that time, we coached healthcare leaders across North America around how to create healthy healing organizations. Today, we coach healthcare leaders and leadership teams to live thriving, resilient, and balanced lives, combat burnout, and create the best places to give and receive care. This podcast is for the unsung hero of healthcare, the healthcare leader. We want you to know we see you and we'll be here for you each week. In this podcast, we're going to challenge healthcare's industry norms, flip limiting beliefs, and share proven strategies so you can be your best self at working at home, live and lead intentionally, and experience well-being and joy. We are glad you are here and look forward to sharing the journey with you. If you aren't totally convinced this podcast is for you, just listen to a few episodes and convince yourself. Hello, everyone. This is Michelle, and I am here to welcome you to another episode of Healthcare's Missing Logic Podcast, along with Tracy. (laughs) (laughs) I welcome you, too. Yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Okay. What an interview. Yes. It was a great interview. It really was. Great interviews. Jeez, you know, here we go again, right? (laughs) But this one's kind of special. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. She's so sweet. (laughs) Our friend, Kathy. Kathy's been a part of our coaching programs for, wow, about months. months. Yeah. Nine months or more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. At least nine months. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been so much um, fun just being on the journey with her. Her commitment to herself has been amazing to me. Yeah. And she literally applies things she learns. And we get to watch the magic happen by watching her do her own personal work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, she, um, well, she had such intention, mm-hmm. right? She came in with the intention to learn and to grow and really had that recognition that, she wasn't just stopping at the first stopping point. Yes. Like there was more here, right? I yeah. got to keep going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that spirit that she has, right? Yeah. And she's yeah. a learner. She is a she's learner. She's a learner. She's a learner and she shares. She's a good sharer too. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're going to learn why. So I'm going to introduce you to Kathy DeFigurato. Kathy is a regional director of quality at Baylor Scott and White Health in College Station, Texas. And with over 30 years of healthcare experience, Kathy's held a variety of roles, including staff nurse, director of informatics, director of IT operations, and director of quality improvement. Now, in her current position, she's responsible for quality improvement, infection prevention, clinical compliance, patient safety, and patient experience. Just a few things. Yeah, like that's a lot. Wow. 
No wonder she's so awesome. (laughs) (laughs) She earned her BA in sociology from Rice University, her BS in nursing from Binghamton University, her MS from the University of Texas School of Biomedical Informatics, and she is currently a doctoral candidate at the School of Biomedical Informatics at the University of Texas. So without further ado, here's our interview with Kathy. Well, welcome, Kathy, to Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. We're so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. I appreciate the opportunity. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, of course we'd have you on. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, and we got some celebrating to do. Some congratulations are necessary. Can you fill our listeners in on why we're saying that? Yes, so I passed my, um, I'm getting a doctorate in health um, informatics, and I just passed my uh, qualifying exams, both the written and the oral, unconditionally. So that Yay! was pretty exciting. Yay, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kathy, that, that is just so exciting. It is a cause for celebration, it for is. sure. We're so proud of you. Mm-hmm. We knew you, we knew you had it nailed. It there was, was no, no doubt. It was, yes, a challenge, um, but I feel so good to have that um, and go to the next stage and call myself a candidate so I can officially use that term. Yeah, (laughs) and I know how that is as a PhD candidate. I remember I had Mm -hmm. to do my, you know, I had to do all my proposal and all that too, right? It was a little bit different than what you had to do, but it is, it's kind of nerve wracking, right? It's a milestone. It is. It's a milestone step on your journey, right? So it feels good. It is. It It feels really good. It feels really good. Yeah, now you're ready for the next phase, right? The next phase, the project phase. Um, so I'm excited about that. Yeah. Great. Yeah, we can't wait to hear about your project. <laughs> 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 We've been on the journey with you for a little while. Yes. <laughs> right? I mean, you really came into our lives referred from one of our coaching clients, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yes. Uh, someone that's been a long-term mentor uh, had suggested that I you know, check out the boot camp and uh, kind of the rest. I'm so glad she did. Um, and she never really, you know, she was, Anne was just very much um, guided me, never suggested something strongly. So when she said that, it was a little more than, you know, it was, you kind of need to do this. And my first thought was, well, I don't really have time to do that. <laughs> Like and then most I people. thought, yep. yeah, then I thought, okay, that's probably why I should do it. That's, <laughs> that's such a great insight, right? Yeah. And that was just the beginning. Really? Because you went through every single program that yeah. we had, the boot camp, the accelerator program, the rise of the resilient balance coaching program, and now you're in the core to support. Very elite group. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So we appreciate you coming on the podcast, Kathy, and just sharing some of your experiences with our listeners. And um, we just know that people learn best from people that have actually had the experiences. So we're very grateful for that. So our first question is, um, what was your biggest challenge with creating balance between your professional life and your personal life before you started working with uh, us in our boot camp for healthcare leaders? So I think the the biggest challenge was I just felt busy and not um, it wasn't it wasn't really productive busy. So I wasn't making a lot of traction, um, but I didn't recognize it. So 
I think during the boot camp, what was very helpful is we really examined um, some of the beliefs that we had and the stories that we tell ourselves. And so I think uh, for me, an aha in the boot camp was some of the stories that I thought were truths. So I thought was a reality that I was able to re-examine um, and change. Um, and so it, and I think it was trusting that. I guess when I went into the boot camp, I really didn't trust that balance was possible. Mm. I thought I thought balance was um, what you did when you were getting close to retirement. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I think that that insight didn't come to me until till much later. But looking back, I worried about, you know, not spending so much time. It would just take me out of the game. And so I th- that's what I thought balance was for when you're you're kind of ready to just, OK, I'm going to step off on this slower track. So that was a really limiting belief um, because it was only seen like, um, you know, as you rise in your career, and you achieve and achieve and achieve, you just have to spend more and more and more of your time. And that was, that was kind of my, my belief. So. Well, and that's a norm, right? You're not alone in that, right? Like if I even take a breath, I'm going to slide downhill, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, that some of the, I always like to think of imagery, but it's almost like that that treadmill, right, where you just can't stop and it's kind of going faster. Um, and you think the only way to stop is just to get out of the, the game, you know, mm-hmm. get out of the gym. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and what's interesting now, looking back, I was thinking about this before I came on today, is it was so hard. And then now some of these things seem um, effortless, a little more effortless. So that was that's pretty neat that like the more you work on the tools and the skills, it just becomes, things become easier yeah. and not such yeah. a struggle. Yeah. They really become ingrained in how you think. And um, of course, a lot of what we talk about too is just having habits to help support your action steps in your blueprint that you did in the boot camp. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's really, it's really, in, that's been our experience. And it's really encouraging to yeah. have you say that as well. Yeah. Yeah, it becomes sub, it becomes unconscious. You just yep. do it. It's just a part of who you are now and how you operate and what you do, right? So then it doesn't. It's not effortful because it's just a part of what you're doing. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So other than things getting easier, <laughs> what are some other major differences that you noticed? Um, you know, in your professional life and personal life um, since participating in the boot camp. I think the um, you know just very being very intentional. So. I grew up uh, an athlete and goal setting was really part of what I did. And so I kind of learned that discipline from an early age because you would set goals for the end of the season. Um, However, I had not really done that for personal life um, so much. Um, I was really kind of in survival mode for a long time when the kids were little. And even as they grew up, just trying to get through Um, the weeks and things. And so I think the big aha for me was even setting some of those, you know, where do we want our relationship to go? Where do, where do I want my connections to go? So, you know, really setting some goals in personal life, including sleep. I think I've mentioned that, that that was, that was huge. It seems so simple. um, But that was in healthcare, there's certainly a little bit of a badge of honor of not sleeping and 
the time you put in. So that was, that was big. But then as far as the professional life, there's definitely a lot of goals that our organization sets, but I set some additional goals that were personal for me, but in a professional setting. So I really wanted to share our wins and things that we're doing in our department and the quality department, both within the larger system and also at conferences. So just that discipline of, okay, where is it that I want to go? Because how are you going to prioritize and plan if you don't know? I mean, it, it again, saying it seems so simple, but yeah. it's just easy to get caught up in the giant to-do lists um, that don't really move you closer. And I guess that's what I mean about effortless. It's, it's like, wow, I wanted to do one and then three happened um, because I was just approaching it in that way of, of really looking at my week and what do I need to accomplish to make one step? You know, it's very kind of um, methodical mm-hmm. to do it, um, but just that discipline of, of doing it. So that, that was one of my, my keywords. Cause I did grow up pretty disciplined and just believing that again, that that's who I am. Yeah. Yeah. It is who you are. Well, one of the things that kind of helps with all this for our listeners is having a blueprint, right? So a big part of the boot camp was getting the blueprint and getting everything laid out. So how do you use your blueprint on an ongoing basis? And kind of what would you say is the biggest benefit having that tool handy? So for me, a huge benefit is that, you know, guiding North Star of, you know, what is your greater purpose, and then also the action steps. Um, So looking at, um, you know, looking at some of mine right now, I, I, you know, I think about drift, when you have kind of a path that you're on. And then it's easy sometimes with life, and especially these last uh, year and a half with COVID, um, things to just kind of be thrown up in the air. And so for, for me, it's really helpful in my planning. Like when I look at the, I kind of do it on a weekly basis and look at some of um, the action steps, which are almost like habits for me. And then some of the warning signs to see if I'm off track. And then it's much easier to course correct when I see those, um, the early warning signs, than when I'm, you know, very, you know, you can kind of make a small adjustment versus a huge heavy lift. Um, so that that's what I do. Yeah, and that's exactly what you're supposed to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. <laughs> that's why you're so successful, right? Oh my gosh. So do you have an example like of when you maybe had a course correct or early warning sign was really helpful for you? I mean, you've kind of talked about how that that's the purpose of it and you've been using those early warning signs, but do you have an example you could share? I do. Um, So I thought, you know, it was interesting when I looked at, you know, the difference between kind of home and and work. And so I looked at, you know, sometimes I would get too wrapped up. So my daughters are all young adults. And if I was focused too much on, I mean, they have to kind of make their own decisions and do all these things. And I found that sometimes if I was too wrapped up in all of their problems, day to day, all of that, I would kind of get too focused on that. So that was, for me, an early warning sign when I had to kind of think of them almost like younger colleagues, right? Mm -hmm. I can advise, Mm -hmm. but I had to to step back. Um, And then, you know, also in the the personal life, too, is um, my husband kind of made a joke that sometimes I would come home and 
act like a 1950s husband who expected. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, why is the house a mess? Why is, you know, just that stress. Um, so just that impatience um, if I found uh-huh. myself. So that was really helpful in the, the personal. Um, and then, you know, for professional too, um, just not sometimes even kind of missing meetings. You know, so there's, you know, sometimes we're, or not meeting deadlines. So, um, I mean, that's kind of a further action step, but it was just being really honest with yourself. I think that is very helpful <laughs> because yeah. some of these things are hard to admit because they're kind of negative things that you don't want to do, but, um, to really sort of see. And the other one for me, again, the sleep is I found myself Sometimes um, for when the kids were young, I really loved the quiet time in the morning and in the evening, um, like late at night. And so I just kind of developed some bad habits around that where I would stay up late, not really doing anything that was um, energy giving. And so really forcing myself to go to sleep. And so that is one of my early warning signs when I'm like, oh, I was like looking at YouTube comedy videos or something way too late. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and too much right it's too much it's, yeah a little yes, bit's okay too but too much is where you get into trouble right yeah yes. well those are great examples yeah, they are they're they really are. great examples and i think the other thing that you said that you didn't really call out but with your husband it early warning signs is all about having people around you help right like so he's kind of giving you a clue. Hey, here's a sign I noticed, right? You come home like yes. a 1950s husband, right? <laughs> Where you might not you might not have ever recognized that if he wouldn't have called it to your attention. So that's the other thing is people can help us, right? And you're right. leveraging him. Because I really saw them as the problem. Like I because <laughs> <laughs> I was oh, irritated. Well, and that, you know, the other thing is, as far as also helping the other way is, you know, when I started just sharing some of the things that I was doing, and I really wanted to have some goals around personal life. And, you know, your personal life has more, I I think that was another aha of just learning. It's not just work in life, but then there's all these dimensions of life, right? They're spiritual and physical and emotional. And so having goals, um, we're empty nesters and then COVID happened and we weren't exactly, but we were um, wanting to do kind of more weekend trips because we didn't have, you know, kids to cart to sporting events and all of that. And so just being intentional about that, laying that out and him participating in it. So um, one of the goals we had was to take some country Western dance lessons and he, you know, did all of that, like, you know, made those arrangements and things. So it was that, that part was fun, even though he's not going through the program, but if you have couple goals, you kind of need both mm-hmm. <laughs> both <Yeah>. parties <laughs> to agree. So yeah, that helps. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. that was, I think that was just really interesting timing for kind of this new phase in our life. So all of, you know, just leveraging too, for me, um, you know, there is that concept of, a you know, fresh start effect of where you can think about, you know, New Year's or different times in your life to make changes and help them stick. And I think, um, with COVID and empty nest and thinking about, okay, like what, what's next for us? It was really um, helpful. And this framework helped me a ton. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. There's a lot of power in sharing and then engaging, you know, the people mm-hmm. in your, in your family to be a part of it with you. And we always loved hearing your stories of when you would check in with your husband and yeah. 
new action steps emerged. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you can only get so far alone, like when you're in a relationship like that. Right. And so they don't necessarily have to, you know, be all in on it, but they need to support you. Right. And they need to know what you're up to and what you're doing and what they can do to help. Right. So uh, he's benefited greatly from this. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. We don't want people to think we have a secret boot camp. Yeah. That's right. Not a cult or anything. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, Kathy, tell us, um, was there something you realized that you never knew about yourself or some major aha, you know, that kind of came to light about your life going through the boot camp? So I think I've touched on it a little bit before, but just the mindset, how powerful that is. Uh, So the I, I remember Tracy calling out, you know, some of the statements that I would say that truly were stories you know, that's a story. (laughs) So I even sometimes before I'm saying something, I'll say, I know it's a story. Um, But how we limit ourselves, because a lot of times I've felt um, not, I guess victim is too strong a word, but just um, really controlled by um, external circumstances, and then really understanding those stories. And then the other thing I just loved was the stepping into who you want to be. So not thinking about, and it, and it coincided with a, a lot of different, I love to read, as you guys know. So, so it was so neat when all the different things I was reading sort of, you know, came together. But just that idea of um, Atomic Habits and James Clear, of uh, stepping into who you want to be, not thinking, you know, how do I get there? So you're always struggling to get up there. But, you know, you say, I am this, and then how would that type of person behave. So some of my words were mindful, disciplined, and radiant was one because I, you know, I really want to be that type of person that just people feel good about um, when you're in the room and not sucking energy. So um, that really helped. I actually have, um, I'm not at work, so I can't show you, but I I have um, on my desk, those words kind of on these neat wooden blocks yeah. that remind me every day my daughter was like oh you look like from some kind of magazine your desk with this <laughs> <laughs> but that's so so that was helpful of how powerful um you know what we think of ourselves and what we tell ourselves is is yeah yeah it is and yeah. i you know i think we start we start you out in the boot camp like with just the the blueprint kind of some of these concepts right understanding that Tools only as good as the mind that's using the tool. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that next step is that whole mindset piece, right? Which is what you're talking like, who am I? Like, who do I want to be? What do I believe? What are my stories? Like, how do I leverage my habits? All those kinds of things. And the, the this really isn't rocket science. It's just that we've recognized it's this, this combination of strategies right. collectively takes you to a different level, right? It takes you to a higher place and helps you to achieve the things that you want to achieve, you know? So you talked about habits and, you know, different things, strength finders. We use strength mm-hmm. finders as well. It's mm-hmm. not that it's just a combination of how we're using it collectively uh, as a, you know, as a combination to move people forward. So you've been through all of our programs, and uh, which we're so grateful for because, you know, we learn from everybody too, you know? I mean, everybody, 
having common experiences, but unique at the same mm-hmm. time, right? A little bit different, but there's some commonality there. And I think everybody learns from each other. And, and I think it's just, you know, it's just so awesome to move through all of those. And on the outs- on the other side of that, what would you say after being through all the different programs, you know, the accelerator, the boot camp, the coaching program, now you're part of the court of support, even that, um, like kind of what outcomes do you believe that you've gotten from that? What do you, would you say has been your biggest benefit of participating? So I think the biggest benefit is uh, for me, trusting the um, knowing that there's a different way. So really learning. So the boot camp did introduce, like you said, and then a lot of the concepts, and then there was additional ones that built on it. And I think for me, I knew that I needed more um, kind of more of the workshops to really implement it in my life. So the boot camp was fabulous, but just given the schedule, it'd be easy to just pack that all up yeah, <laughs> and not really know how to keep going. And so what I loved about each um, uh, step was that, you know, it did build, but it kind of circled back. And so you just got better at it and better at it. And so that just different way of thinking and that trust again, that it's possible and still to achieve. It doesn't mean, okay, I'm in slowdown mode. Um, and so that was, I think that was really that changing that it was such a limiting belief. Um, and then some of the other like really tangible outcomes is just some of the goals that I've been able to achieve myself at, at work and home. And then I see also how it helps me even coach some of the people that either report to me or that come to me for, um, advice or help because I start to see, Gosh, everyone has such limiting beliefs. <laughs> Are you telling them they got stories? <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. I've definitely used some of the terms about mindset. And then, um, especially now in with everything that's going on in a hospital setting, everyone's tired. Everyone's, um, you know, kind of getting on each other's nerves. So there's a lot of, you know, you talked about the dreaded drama triangle. So even just recognizing some of those unhealthy combinations um, of communication and helping people see. So turning it back um, on, you know, let's, it's not really an us versus them. Let's try to have those best possible intentions. Um, so I think that that's made me not get sucked into, because sometimes it can just feel, it's not productive, but it can be satisfying to <laughs> kind of sure. pile up the <laughs> negativity. So exactly, um, that's yeah. really helped me a lot, just be a better colleague and just try to bring everyone up yeah it's just that awareness your awareness is so much broader now right because of everything that you've learned and you do you do notice things that you didn't notice before yeah Yeah. and sometimes it does feel kind of good to get in the mud roll around (laughs) like a pig right I mean, yeah. we do that too. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's kind of satisfying <laughs> to just go on a rant, really dive in, yes. and, right? <laughs> but the thing is, you got to come up and come out of it, right? So we all do that. I mean, we're all, we're human beings. Nobody's perfect. I mean, we don't do everything perfectly either, right? Like mm-hmm. there are those times where you just got to, but then you just go, okay, this is not where I'm going to stay. Yeah, I'm over it, right? Because you got to feel the feels, right? Like, we don't want anybody to not feel those things, right? Or not mm-hmm. have, you're going to have the thoughts, you're going to have, you know, some of those, those stories, right? It's recognizing they're there and shifting them right away, 
right? So that you can not dive down or go down that circle, you know? Well, one of my colleagues, uh, she was, you know, had a supervisor that she really didn't connect with. And so she would complain to me a lot. And I finally said, you know, what if this was, you know, so-and-so who was a revered boss, you know, how would you, how would you behave with her? You know, cause sometimes I think in a tense relationship, it's easy to just retreat yeah. and just think of it like it's all them. And so just changing that dynamic. Um, and I try to think of that way too, is how, you know, who do, again, that question over and over, who do I want to be? Yeah. So some of these simple things are very powerful, just having it in the forefront. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. It has to happen inside here first before it happens on the outside, yeah. right? It's all inside it work. Yeah. It, all of it. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> and like you said, you know, just also going through to realizing, you know, not, not expecting perfection. And there's a lot of the tools that I still could sort of brush up on. And, mm-hmm. you know, I have all the materials, which is great. And so I refer back to them. Um, you know, some are kind of more, I feel like I've mastered more. And so mm-hmm. that's okay, too, to know that it's um, because it's, it's, some of them are big changes. And it just sometimes takes a while for something to stick or feel a little easier. Yeah, that's so true. That's really true. Yeah, and I think some of the other feedback that we've gotten, too, from um, some of the other participants is just the value of going through with other colleagues that are in different places, but there's you learn just as much learning from other people as you do from your own personal experience as well. Well, I was going to ask if you could comment on that. Just, you know, we've heard a lot from leaders about being isolated. They often feel like their, you know, their situation is unique. They're going through what they're going through alone, right? They don't really, they don't really have that sense of what everybody else is experiencing. I just wondered if you could comment. You've been in this, you know, in the program and now a part of a community of people that meet every week, right? To to kind of take what they've learned and keep evolving it and keep growing. I just wondered what your thoughts are about the power of the community and being with others. Yeah, I think that was a huge piece to it because the dynamics, of course, of any group can be just different and powerful. And so each group that I was in for the different for boot camp all the way up um, had some overlap and then completely different. But a lot of the positions that people were in different parts of the country different size of organizations, some of them in, you know, industry. And, and I think even a couple of them, I think even the boot camp, you know, frontline nurses. So that was very helpful to even just, it, well, one, it was a pretty safe space because it wasn't kind of like this group at work where you still, you might have some guarded, you mm-hmm. know, not feeling like you could really express all these these things. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, so I felt that that was super supportive. And then, like you said, the perspective of people, um, seeing that, okay, they're going through it and they have this idea and just everyone was very supportive. And I think we also learned through your example, you two of how to use some of those principles, right? So we learned about dialogue principles. And so I think that even helped, like you could see that we'd get better at even helping, um, each other. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's so powerful. Yeah, it's yeah. so powerful. It is. 
Okay, Kathy. We're ready for the missing questions, are you? Oh, I I hope so. <laughs> it's all inside here, right? That's it right. Is. You got That's it. Right in your heart. Just answer from your so heart. So we're gonna ask you uh, two to three fun questions. Just yeah, answer from your heart. Um, yeah. So we're, we really just want people to get to know the personal side of you yeah, a little bit, right? Yeah. Even more than what they've just learned. <laughs> all right, you ready? Yes, ready. Okay. What do you like about living in Texas? Oh, so many things. Um, but I, I think the people, it's uh, incredibly, I mean, it's a little cliche. People always say it's friendly, um, but it really is. So love the people. And there is a little bit of an aura of Texas, right? <laughs> well, that's why we're asking, because we're not Texans. <laughs> and have have the pride. But, um, you know, my husband grew up here, and um, he has a lot of family here. Um, so, But I would say that people are incredibly friendly and great sense of humor. But um, the other thing, like from the – I love the skies, beautiful mm-hmm. big skies. Yeah. So beautiful. I like to take pictures of uh, sunsets a right. lot, just amateurly, but it, it helps me have a perspective. Mm-hmm. It is such a huge state. It's, it's, now, I would drive through that state like every year, right? Twice. And it's yes. just like you're seeing forever and ever and ever. And I'm like, are we still in Texas? Are we still in Texas? Because <laughs> in Michigan, there's trees everywhere. So you can't see very far. You don't get a sense of the size of the state. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, when you go to Texas and you're driving across yeah. that thing, you really know how big it is. <laughs> yes. And there, you know, it's funny because, uh, well, I grew up in Colorado and then have we spent a lot of time in different parts of the country. And um, one of my, mindsets that I always try to have is to, you know, be appreciate what you have, bloom where you're planted, you know, so it's definitely the landscape where we are is different. But Texas has an incredible variety throughout the state. Um, So we've, you know, made a priority to do some different road trips within Mm -hmm. the state instead of going outside. And that's been fun to discover new places. And there's a lot to see. Yeah, Yeah, there is. I have a lot of favorite places in Texas. And kind of looking forward to travel starting back up again to get yes. back to them to get back to them <laughs> all right here's our second question kathy what is a hobby that fills your cup so this is kind of a hard one because maybe it's because of my limiting uh, beliefs about what a hobby is <laughs> well you can you can decide you decide what hobby. a hobby is <laughs> So I don't know if you would think reading is a hobby. Yeah. Yes, I do. Okay. okay sure. I will say, because I don't know. I always think of hobbies as I quilt or I, you know, something that's creative, but um, I really love reading and I love reading all kinds of things. So mm-hmm. I like to read um, fiction books. I like to read. Um, I do read a lot of professional kind of development and just new idea types of books. I feel mm-hmm. like that, that challenges me, but mm-hmm. um I like to read about, you know, fiction books set in other cultures or so to me, it's, it's just interesting. And it fills your cup. So it's a hobby. 
It's yes. a habit. Yes. <laughs> if you say it's a habit, it's a habit. It's your life. Awesome. <laughs> You're the CEO. You're in charge. Right? All right. And we get to benefit from some of those books because she passes them Oh, she's them always on. passing them she on. I know. Many of the books, books I've read come from you. And then we had a few we were reading congruently. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, we have a wrap-up question and our listeners know that, right, we talk a lot about polarities and polarity intelligence and we all know when a, polarities are interdependent pairs, need each other over time, right, to get to that greater purpose and we teach you about polarities in the boot camp and one of the things we know is we tend to have preferences, Right for one pole or the other, and preferences are not bad. They're not good or bad. They're just are what they are. So we are kind of curious about your preference for the polarity of productivity and relationships. Oh, that's an easy one. <laughs> <laughs> relationships. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're a relationship kind of gal. Yes, you are. Yeah, I and it served people. you well. It served you well. Yes. That's yeah. my preferred poll, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm a productivity guy. So just, yeah, that's why, good or bad, that's why we're yin and yang here. <laughs> I like getting stuff done. She likes chatting it up. I like talking to people. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because my, my husband is definitely in the productivity poll. And so we, you know, when we're leaving any kind of gathering, my goodbyes drag out, right? And he's already in the car. So it's it's a perfect manifestation. You know, he's just like, bye, on to the next thing. And I'm kind of winding down for like 20 minutes. Isn't it funny how that stuff shows up, right? I think it's just, it's just so great to be aware. Yeah. Like I said, it's not good or bad. It's just, and then I think it helps you to manage your differences, right? Oh, definitely. Right. So that you don't get irritated that he just walked away and got in the car. You know where that's coming from. And you know right. why <laughs> you're taking 20 minutes to shake hands and say goodbye, right? Like, just. And, and I can explain to, you know, as we're leaving, I'm like, he's going to be like out of here, but I'm, and, and just giving us, you know, he doesn't necessarily want to get out, like go home. So he doesn't mind waiting in the car, but just the linger, you know, he's sort yeah. of like, yeah, I said goodbye. it only took me one time (laughs) oh that's funny oh Oh, it's just been so great to have you on yes thank you so much kathy you know it's just been such a delight to get to know you and to be on your journey with you and to continue on that journey with you. And we're going to actually get to be with you. Yes we can't wait for that event yeah and that that will have happened before this airs but we're really okay. excited about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're going to well, have to have a report on everything that happened. Well, maybe not. Because <laughs> we're getting a group together, right? Our core yep. support's coming together. And... Um, and we're really excited to be physically together. And we've been on the airwaves with each other and on Zoom for months yes, and months, for and, months, months and, and months. It'll be good to be together. Yeah. So just, you know, thank you for always yeah. um, just being open. It's been, like Tracy said, awesome to be in the journey with you. And we so appreciate you sharing it with our listeners. And um, we look forward to continuing it. Yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, not just for having me, you know, hosting me today, but also just everything you've done for me. It's really been uh, life changing. So thank you. 
Uh, yeah. oh, you're welcome. We just put your feet on the path. You did all the work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's a privilege. And that wraps up another episode of Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. And it's just been great to be here. And thank you to our listeners for listening. And uh, we will see you next time. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Yes. Stay balanced. Yep. Bye. enjoyed this episode of Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast, now a top-rated podcast for healthcare leaders. Please share this podcast with other healthcare leaders and anyone else you think would benefit. We are certain that if you found value in it, they will too. If you haven't already done so, please hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. And also, it would mean the world to us if you took a quick moment to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast player. It helps to get the word out about our podcast and incredible guests. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you want to watch our podcasts. You can also follow us on our Missing Logic social media channels, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Until next time.